The best piece of advice anyone ever gave me came from my boss at my last day job. It was my first day on the job and I had just sat down at my desk. I'd been hired to run the shipping department and I had very little experience. I'd been a forklift driver prior to that job, so I knew how to load a truck. And I bet you never knew that about me, did you? That's a skill set I have not had to use in a while. But anyway, I sat down in front of this big old CRT monitor filled with green text, and it was my job to make order, make sense of that nonsense on the screen and create bills of lading and to print out work orders for the shipping clerks. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. My boss could obviously see that I was pretty nervous, and he said to me, you cannot mess it up so bad it can't be fixed. And knowing that gave me the confidence I needed to do my job. That piece of advice has served me really well in my online business, too. I think about it often when I'm testing new software or making changes to our server, and I'm not always 100% clear on what I'm doing. I've never been afraid to click a button or access a menu item because I know that I cannot break something so badly that it can't be fixed. I've even shared this with clients over the years when they're feeling intimidated by the technology that it takes to run an online business. If you've worked with me, I may have even said it to you. But the message did not fully sink in, even for me, for a long time. See, I understood that I couldn't really break my website or my server or my shopping cart. There's always a fix for that stuff. But I worried about making mistakes in other areas, in public things that might embarrass me or make me look bad in some way. This is episode 59 of the Tiny Course Empire podcast, and today I want to share with you seven mistakes I made in my business that held me back and kept me playing small, and I made them simply because I was too afraid I was going to make a mistake. I wasted a lot of time doing that, and today I want to give you the confidence that you need so you don't make the same mistakes I made. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey, it's Cindy, and I just want to say thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I appreciate you so much. If you're new here, be sure to hit the subscribe button on your podcast player of choice so you don't miss any future episodes. And could I ask a favor? Could you drop a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts? That helps new people to find us, and it helps ensure that I can keep creating this resource for you every single week. And as always, You'll find the show notes and resources for this episode at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 59. So let's dive into mistake making in business. I want to share with you, like I said, seven places where I really messed up in my business because I was afraid of messing up. And the first one is going to sound familiar to you. This is something that I think all brand new online business owners are all brand new business owners, period, online or offline. I think this is something that all people would say they have messed up at some point. And that is not building my mailing list, not prioritizing that right from the start. 
I knew that building my mailing list was important. Everybody said so. Even way back when I was just getting started online, it was 2008, 2009, when I really first kind of started investigating how people were making money online. It was 2010 when I got really serious about it. And even then, I knew that building a mailing list was important. And you'll know that I knew that it was important because the first thing I did after I had a website online was to sign up for a mailing list provider. At that time, it was AWeber. AWeber was the best around. It's what everybody was using. And that's what I signed up for. And I paid that AWeber bill. I think it was $19 a month at the time. I paid that bill for years and years and years and never did anything with it. I mean, I had a sign-up form on my website that nobody saw and nobody signed up for and nobody registered for. Maybe a handful of people every year would stumble across it and sign up for my freebie that I had up there. But I never emailed them after that because I didn't prioritize building my email list. Now, I didn't really get serious about list building until 2018 when I started moving away from freelancing and into course creation and membership site ownership. So it was about 2018 when I got really serious about building my email list and about staying in contact with the people who were subscribed to my list, because that's really the important thing. Now, today I have about 9,000 subscribers. I have grown my list from, I probably had 200 people on my list back in 2018 when I started and I hadn't contacted them in months and months. And today I have about 9,000 subscribers. So I have grown that subscriber base in four years and I've done it without ads to drive traffic. So now imagine if I had started seven years before that. Imagine if I had gotten serious about building my email list right from the start. Imagine how many subscribers I would have today and how much more profitable my email list would be today if I had done that. But what held me back is I was too afraid that I was doing it wrong. I was afraid that I had the wrong freebie or I was afraid that I would say the wrong thing in an email that I wouldn't contact my list in the right way. And I'm saying that with air quotes, because is there any right way? No, of course not. There is only staying in contact with your email list and building a relationship with them. There's no right or wrong way to do that. But I was so concerned that I was going to make a mistake somehow and that people would unsubscribe. And of course, they would unsubscribe because that's what people do when you have a mailing list. But I was afraid that people would unsubscribe or that they would not take me seriously or that I would say something to offend them or that I would promote something that somebody didn't like. And I let that hold me back. So if that is you... I want you today to start prioritizing building your email list. Don't be too afraid to send emails to your list. Don't be afraid to put a pop-up on your site. Don't be afraid to create that lead magnet that your audience needs to know how amazing you are and how amazing your offers are. Don't let that hold you back. Prioritize building your email list and sending emails to that list. So that's the first mistake I made because I was too afraid of making mistakes. Mistake number two that I made was waiting too long to develop a content creation 
habit. And I made this mistake for a lot of different reasons. Number one, because I thought I didn't have time to create content on a regular schedule, which was not true. And I should have known that right from the start. But the bigger fear for me was that I didn't have anything to say that hadn't already been said a million times before. Or what if I told people everything I knew, if I gave all of that content away for free, if I had a blog and I told people everything I knew how to do, what would I sell if I was giving all of that information away for free? And I let those two fears hold me back from creating a content creation habit for years. And if you look back on my blog, you can see evidence of this because I have been a very infrequent blogger. It wasn't until I started this podcast that I really dove into creating content on a regular basis. Now, I could make the argument that I do email my list almost every single day. So that is content, of course. So I did get into that content creation habit, but I did not get into the more public-facing traffic driving content creation habit until I started this podcast just over a year ago. A content creation habit is really important for your business. You know, I've known this for years. I've advised people on this for years. Even when I wasn't doing it myself, I was telling people that they needed to develop a serious content creation habit. And if that's a mistake that you are making right now, then here's what I advise you to do. Number one, create something every single day. Now, you might be thinking that you hate to write or you might think that you're not good at it or you might be afraid of putting yourself out there or that everybody else has already said anything that you might say, whatever it is. None of that is going to change if you don't practice. And I'm telling you, creating content on a consistent schedule is the single best thing that you can do to grow your business. So I want you to start today and start creating content every single day, even if you don't publish it. But I also want you to commit to a weekly publishing schedule on a platform that you choose. So maybe that's your blog. Maybe it's a podcast like this one. Maybe you start a YouTube channel or even a weekly Facebook live stream. That's not my favorite, but it will work for you, right? Creating that content, publishing it, putting it out there week after week after week helps you build up that muscle. I actually have a podcast episode that will help you figure out which channel is right for you. And I'm going to link to that in the show notes. And finally, have patience. Content is an asset that grows over time. It's not one that you can begin benefiting from immediately, but it is one that will serve you well for years and years if you do it consistently and if you keep building that asset that you can leverage. And that's why not creating that content creation habit right from the start is counted amongst my biggest mistakes because like my email list, I know that if I had begun this right away when I was first online, I would be reaping those benefits today. So don't wait. Don't make mistake number two that I made, which is waiting to develop a content creation habit. Do it starting today. You will not regret it. I promise. All right, mistake number three that I made when I was too busy worrying about making mistakes was not developing multiple income streams sooner. And here's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about multiple income streams. Back when I was a virtual assistant, 
all of my income came from my clients. If I wasn't working, I wasn't making money. And maybe that's a position you find yourself in. That's where a lot of people start. They're freelancers or they're virtual assistants or maybe they're even coaches and all of their money is dependent on their clients. And the mistake that I made was that I didn't think that multiple income streams were for me. I didn't think that I could do that. I didn't think that I had a business model that would work with multiple income streams. I thought I was trapped in that dollars for hours cycle. And that's just not true. There are many, many ways to earn multiple income streams. Some of them that I use now are course sales and affiliate commissions. When I'm promoting someone else's product, I also have coaching and consulting fees that I don't really, I don't really do coaching anymore, but I do occasionally sell consulting blocks of time. So that's an additional income stream. Some other income streams that you might want to investigate include things like speaking fees or or investing your savings, or writing a book and selling that, or advertising on your podcast or on your blog, or you can start a YouTube channel and allow advertising on that channel, or you can get paid to host live events or maybe a mastermind group. So there's a lot of different ways that you can bring in different income into your business to help smooth out that cash flow. And it doesn't matter what business model you have there are always opportunities for you to add additional income streams into that business model. So don't make the same mistake that I made of thinking that multiple income streams was only for other people, that it was only for people who had course-based businesses or that it was only for people who had been in business longer. No, that is not true. Having multiple income streams is important to you whether you started yesterday and you are a free freelancer and you're getting scrappy about finding clients or you've been in business for 20 years and you just want to help smooth out that income for yourself. So go after those multiple income streams. Take a look at how many income streams you have right now. Where does your money come from? What can you add without it being a whole lot more work for you. The one I'm really going to recommend for everybody is affiliate marketing. That's one that's really easy to get into. If you're not already doing that, I highly, highly recommend you take a look at that. So that's mistake number three that I made, which was not developing multiple and sometimes passive income streams sooner than I did. Mistake number four is especially for my freelancers, my virtual assistants, and anyone who provides services, and that is charging too little. This is a mistake that I made because I was afraid that if I raised my rates, I would lose all my clients or that I would lose money in the end. And of course, it turned out not to be true, right? But when you're in that position, when you've been charging just a tiny amount of money, for a long time, it can be really scary to contact your clients and say, hey, my rates are going up, right? That's a really scary feeling. But I want to tell you that when I did raise my rates, when I finally gathered up my courage and I contacted my biggest client to tell him that my rate was going up and I was moving it from $20 an hour to $30 an hour. I got him on the phone and my palms were all sweaty and I was nervous and I'm sure he could hear it in my voice when I told him that I had to raise my rates and he just said, done, 
consider it done. I didn't have to convince him. He didn't blink an eye, nothing. He just said, consider it done. So how can you know? If you're not sure if it's time to raise your rates, here's how you can know. If you are feeling overworked and you're turning clients away because you simply don't have the time or the bandwidth to work with them, if you're missing deadlines because you're taking on too much work because you need the money and you're not earning enough working just 30 or 40 hours a week or whatever hours you choose to work, then you might want to consider raising your rates. If your skills have advanced, but your rates have remained the same. So that was kind of the position I was in, right? My skills had gotten far better. I was far better at my job, which means I was working faster. I was getting things done quicker. I was more valuable to the teams that I was on, but my rates had remained the same. So that was the indication for me. Or if you feel just a tiny bit of resentment at how little you earn for the amount of expertise that you have. And don't worry, I'm not going to tell anybody that you feel a tiny bit of resentment for your clients. That's normal when your rates are too low. So if any of those things speak to you, I want to encourage you to increase your rates. Don't be afraid Don't be afraid of making a mistake. The only mistake that you could potentially make here is continuing to work for less than you are worth. So mistake number four, charging too little for my time. Don't make that mistake. Mistake number five that I made was not investing in courses and coaching sooner. I did this for years. And honestly, this is the way a lot of people start out. So, you know, no shame on anybody who is bootstrapping, right? I had more time than money. I had a lot of time. I didn't have money to invest. So I used free resources. I read blogs. I read free reports. I watched YouTube. I bought a couple of low-cost ebooks and maybe a couple of very low-cost courses, and I bootstrapped the rest. I learned as I went. I dug in. I got under the hood of my website. I figured things out, right? But my business really exploded when I finally spent the money to hire a coach, and I'll tell you why. Because she forced me to do things, to implement what I was learning instead of just learning it. And that's important. When you are out there and you're bootstrapping and you're learning everything that you can, it feels like you are doing all of this work, but unless you're actually implementing what you learn, you're not actually getting anywhere. But by investing in higher end courses or investing in a coach, it can sometimes give you the motivation that you need to actually start implementing things instead of just learning them. So mistake number five, not investing in courses and coaching sooner than I did. And by that, I mean, I wish that back then, all those years ago, as soon as I had the money to invest in a good coach, I would have done it because I think it would have paid off that much sooner. You guys have told the story before about how I paid my business coach and I paid her a good chunk of money. It was solid four figures, right? And 
I paid her in March, I think. And by May of that year, I had already earned back what I had paid her. So it was a very, very good investment. And I only wish that I hadn't been so afraid of making a mistake in that area that I had put it off for so long because I think my business would have grown even faster had I not made that mistake early on. Now, if that's a mistake that you are currently making, I'd love to invite you to try out our Six Figure Systems program. You can get full access to all of my courses, my workshops, my toolkits for one week for just $7. So it's super low risk. And if you decide to stay, then you get twice monthly access to me as well. I'll be there to answer all of your business building questions like how can you get started building an email list and whether or not you should raise your rates and how to create content content that shows off your expertise. If you're ready to stop thinking about and learning about and wishing you had a business and you're ready to implement what you learn instead, then Six Figure Systems is for you. You can get started today by going to tinycourseempire.com forward slash join and sign up for just $7 and I will see you on the inside. All right, mistake number six. Mistake number six was not owning my expertise. And here's what I mean by that. I used to really struggle with thinking that if I wasn't producing something, if I wasn't cranking widgets, if I wasn't actually making something tangible, that my time was not valuable and that I should not be paid for it. So even when I eventually hired a business coach, as I was starting to build up my course offers, she had to repeatedly remind me that what I was sharing had value and that other people would pay to learn from me and not just pay me to work for them. So if you've ever found yourself in that situation where you think, no one wants to talk to me about what I know. They just want me to do the things for them. I think this is pretty common when you're a virtual assistant or when you're a freelancer. We tend to think that I only deserve to be paid if I am actually writing words or if I am actually creating graphics or if I am actually connecting shopping carts and payment processors. I don't deserve to be paid for having a meeting and talking about how to do these things or for consulting on these things. So if that is you, if you are guilty of not owning your expertise, if you are making that mistake, I want you to sit down and think about where you are providing value to your clients without actually cranking those widgets. Where is that value coming from? Because my guess is that you do provide a lot of value. If you've been in business for any time at all, you have a ton of expertise to share and people need that information from you and people are counting on you to provide that expertise to them. So where do you have that information that you can be sharing with them that you might be selling in the form of a course or that you might use to create a membership or that you might use to build up your coaching or your consulting side of your business. Where do you have that expertise that you are not currently taking advantage of that? That's mistake number six. Mistake number seven, closely related. I did not value my own opinions. Here's what I mean by that. I don't agree with everything that happens in the online marketing space, but I used to be too timid to speak up. I used to worry that I would be judged as being wrong about something that I would say, for example, that those big cohort-based courses are not the best 
option for everybody and that you can make good money online selling tiny courses. I used to think I couldn't say that because the people who were selling those $2,000 courses might get mad at me or they might say, they might point at me and say, oh no, she's wrong. She's way wrong. That's not a valid business model. Well, it is a valid business model. It was my opinion from the start. I've proven it to be correct and I'm allowed to have my opinions and I can value my own opinions. So the mistake that I made was that I was afraid of making a mistake by speaking out and sharing those ideas and those opinions with people. And it turns out those ideas and those opinions have been quite valuable to other people. So if you have opinions that don't necessarily go along with the norm, that don't necessarily fit the mold of what you've been taught or what other people are saying, don't be afraid of putting them out there in the world. Don't be afraid of sharing those opinions because I guarantee you are not the only one. You may be the person who gives someone else the courage to speak up and agree with your opinion, even though it goes against the grain. So mistake number seven was not valuing my own opinions, my own thoughts, my own ideas, and instead overvaluing those of other people. And of course, mistake number eight was worrying too much about making all of these mistakes. I mean, really, who cares? Nobody's going to even remember that any of these mistakes ever happened, right? No matter what you have done, no matter what mistake you make, no matter what mistake I've made, and I've made plenty, I guarantee that nobody remembers in six months or a year or even less time. Mistakes are how we grow and how we improve. They're often the trigger for changing something that just didn't work in the first place. So by being afraid of making mistakes, by holding yourself back because you are afraid to make those mistakes, you're preventing yourself from growing. You're preventing yourself from building the business that you want to have because you're not allowing yourself to find your way. You're not allowing yourself to learn through those mistakes. So don't worry that you are going to make too many mistakes. That's really the bottom line. Worrying too much about making mistakes is often the very thing that holds us back from making progress. We worry that somebody's going to confront us about it or that we'll be seen as the fraud that we so clearly are, or even that we'll break something on your website or send an email with a broken link or a misplaced apostrophe, and then the whole thing's going to come crumbling down, right? But like my boss told me so long ago, you really cannot ever screw up so bad that it can't be fixed. So make your mistakes. That's how we learn. It's how we grow. It's how we improve. Now, it would not be a mistake for you to click over to tinycourseempire.com forward slash 59 to find the show notes and all the resources we talked about here, including that $7 trial of Six Figure Systems. I hope I'll see you on the inside. Thanks again for spending a part of your day with me. Have a terrific day, everyone. And I will talk to you all again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. 
We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.